Better and Longer with The Fitness Show, hosted by fitness expert, author, and TV personality, Fitz Kohler. She'll tell you why diets are dumb, supplements are snake oil, and the truth about how you can earn a lean, hard, pain-free, and athletic body. Now for our favorite bossy blonde, Fitz Kohler. Hi team, I'm Fitz Kohler, your fitness expert from fitness.com, and welcome to the Fitness Show. I would like to start by uh, apologizing for the scratchy voice today. I've had a busy few feet few weeks of work as a race announcer and sports host and it's finally got the better of me. In fact, that's why this podcast is a little bit delayed. I was hoping to uh, get my voice back completely before I dove in, but we have to talk. So I'm willing to tolerate my annoying voice if you are. Um, I've had so many great events. I'm just going to touch on them briefly because I'm hoping to dive into them more while talking with a friend via podcast tomorrow. Um, But Uh, When I had a kettlebells and alarm bells event recently, which was incredible on the USS Iowa, this past weekend, I actually went to Catalina Island off the coast of Southern California to run a 5K. And I did that just as part of, you know, athletic adventure. I had to be out here in California anyways, because I was hosting the San Diego Half Marathon. And I thought, what the hey, I'll go do something. Instead of just sitting in the hotel room that morning, I'm going to get out, go to the island, go run the race, and it was absolutely beautiful. It was straight up a mountain for a mile and a half. In fact, the race director made no, uh, he didn't lie about it. He he said, folks, this is the worst 5K you're ever going to do. I'm so sorry for you. The course is terrible. You're going to have your personal worst for the course. And the reason being, it's about a mile and a half straight up for the 5K, and then it goes pretty pretty close to almost straight down for the latter half with a few little climbs, but I loved it. And I tell you what, I relish the opportunity to get on a mountain at any given opportunity because I don't have them. I grew up in the flattest place on the planet, Florida, which is spectacular in its own right, but mountains are truly a luxury for me. And um, I was thrilled. We, I think we all, I, I started by the very front of uh, the, the runners and um, we're here to go. We took off. I think we all ran about two tenths of a mile until we hit the first steep climb. And oh my God, almost nobody could run after that. We just trudged. And it was a big, strong power walk up the mountain. I, I love the views. They were breathtaking. And we, at some point, were above the fog. And then we kept going. You know, you turn a little corner, you think you're at the top of the mountain. You think you're at the highest point you're going to go and then nope, you turn a corner and you keep going higher. And it was just great. I had a really, really fun time. Yes, it made me huff and puff, which I am certainly a fan of getting to do. And so walk, walk, walk up the mountain with a little bit of jogging in between. And then I ran down. And that's another thing I'm not very good at is running down. I mean, I was fine, but in my mind, I thought, oh my gosh, don't eat it. Don't fall forward because I thought I would just somersault down the concrete and it would hurt. So I I actually had to pull on the brakes a little bit while going down. But here's the cool part. So I start at the very front of all the runners for the 5K. And what I realized kind of maybe two-thirds of the way up the mountain is that not many people had passed me at that point. And so I thought, you know what? They're giving out age group awards I don't think there's a bunch of women up in front of me. I'm going to give this thing a go. And so when I started going down the mountain, 
there was a handful of women that could have been somewhere around my age. I couldn't really tell. And so I turned on the gas, or at least I pulled off the brakes. I stopped, I stopped stopping myself from going down so quickly. And it was really fun to run down the mountain. And I'd say the last uh, maybe third of a mile was through this, uh, the city of Avalon, which had a, a few little climbs. Um, but I went through the finish line, and it was, it was great. Rudy Novotny, my announcing uh, partner, he was at the finish line working that race. And so after my warm welcome, I actually stuck around for the age group awards, which I never do. But I was really just chatting with other runners, and um, <laughs> I was listening to the awards, and it was so funny because when Rudy got to my age division, he calls out the third grade, third place winner, and then you just see this preposterous smile come across his face, and this big crazy laugh. It, I, I've never seen anyone laugh so hard giving out an award, but it was Fitz Kohler, the silver medalist. And boy, did I make a stink. I went running. I did the chariot to fire slow motion run up to the stage, threw my arms up in the air, and I cheesed it up. And I was so happy to have the medal. I was so happy to have the age group award. And um, there's a couple of things to that is, A, they didn't they didn't give out finisher medals to everybody. The only people who got a, a medal that day were the people who ran the marathon, much deservedly. Um, but the 5K finishers across the board just did not get medals. So this was my only way to get a medal and it had a bison on it. It's really cool. It's silver, which is super awesome. But I'd never won an age group award before. And I thought, you know what? Hooray for me. And, you know, when I'm put in the position to practice what I preach, I usually take the opportunity to do so, and and I did. And so not only was it fun for the crowd, and it was fun for me, and it was fun for Rudy because we hammed it up a little bit because that's what we do when we work together, but I filmed a, a video. Many of you may have seen it. If not, go to Fitness on Facebook, and you'll see my gloating video. But celebrate all the little things. You know, I just came off of the Walt Disney World Marathon Week where we do, it's a 5K Thursday, a 10K Friday, a half marathon Saturday, and a full marathon on Sunday. Some people do it all. All four races, they call it the Dopey Challenge, and good for them. But there's a lot of people that walk around that weekend and will say, hey, what race are you doing? Oh, I'm only doing the marathon. Really? Never in the world is the word only to come in front of the word marathon. You did a freaking marathon. You're running a marathon. That's a big deal. But you know what? I did Princess Half Marathon, and I, no, no, I didn't do the half. I did the 5 and the 10K, and I started very late. If you listen to the past podcast, you know about this, but I, we, I walked the race with some goofy friends in costume, and we really strolled, but by the time I got to mile one of that 5K, I was surrounded by people that were absolutely killing themselves already. They were at mile one. They were drenched in sweat. They were huffing and puffing. They were limping, and they were fighting for every step moving forward, and so... There is no thing, no such thing as just a 5K. And I sure as hell don't believe there's anything as, oh, only an age group award. Screw that. I was proud. I did something I'd never done before, and it was fun, and I'm a grown-up, and I legitimately won a medal that day. So you know, live it up, people. Let's, let's celebrate some of the big things in our life, some very small victories. Uh, I have... And so many people I support in their weight loss journeys, and we celebrate all the pounds lost, but what's nice is they'll reach out and say, Fitz, I have a non-scale victory. I, oh, Richard Green, just, oh my gosh, these are the best stories. Richard Green 
and Michael Jones and Kyle Fisher all last week sent me pictures of themselves in suits. And it's not just that they're wearing suits, but folks, they are wearing suits that at one point they can no longer fit in. And in fact, Richard, he had a suit on that he once was excited to wear, that he thought this was the you know, the big accomplishment jacket, and then he grew out of it. He got too big, and now he's way too small for that same suit he was celebrating a couple of years ago. So, you know, let's celebrate the things. You got a smaller pair of pants? Great. You PR'd on the treadmill while training? Great. You bumped up your leg press by five pounds? Great. All of that is wonderful, and we're celebrating. So, that's where I go with my story in Catalina, is I had a great day. I really enjoyed the mountain. In fact, while the race director was teasing about how bad the mountain was and, and what it was steep, certainly wasn't as grueling as what the marathoners went through. But to be honest with you, if I had that same exact course to work out on every single day of my life, it would be a, it would be a treat. I would take that beautiful mile and a half straight up on the side of the mountain and down the mountain over my flat um, op options in Florida any day. Now, mind you, again, I love my state, but that was a beautiful mountain. And so... I came out of the race, and before I even won the medal, I was talking with the race director, and he goes, how was it? I said, well, there's two things. I said, number one, that was obnoxious, because again, it was really steep, I said, but number two, I loved it. It was fantastic, and so it was a nice challenge for me. I enjoyed the just the beauty of the island and the ocean and the mountain, and the collision of them both was incredible, and then I ended up being able to enjoy some sort of victory involved, so... Um, that was, that was that. And then Sunday I hosted the San Diego half marathon, which is one of the most beautiful, well organized races ever. Oh my gosh. This race director, Susan Briggs, she's a tiny little thing. In fact, she makes me look like a big girl. Susan is a tiny little powerhouse that is, um, she's got to be type A, man. She is organized to the T and this race is impeccably organized and the and the runners oh my gosh we had so much fun so Rudy and I we we launched the race at the start we have DJ Clark Chuka with us and there was uh what's it 8,000 people ready to party we had so much fun and it's it's nice to stand on the stage with people who are just as excited to see us as we are to see them and they were very enthusiastic and just laughed a lot isn't it nice to be able to laugh at the beginning of a race, and they were, they were, they were the party people, and um, from Corral 1 to Corral 10, uh, so much fun, and so many inspiring people in the group, there was Team Hoyt, so many folks pushing their friends, their children, and we call them chariots, across the course, and we had so many friends from Team Red, White, and Blue carrying flags, the San Diego Track Club destroyed the competition, man, they were out in full force, and they were running fast, and winning age groups, and they, they were awesome. I mean, we just, so many fantastic people. That's one of the greatest gifts of what I do, is I work with people who are willing to make the effort. And um, that's actually what we're going to talk about today, is of course helping getting you closer to your goals. But the fact that you tuned in today and you thought, hey, maybe Fitz has some golden nuggets to help me um, get better, do better, lose weight, get faster, get stronger, all of those things really means a lot to me. And so... Um, San Diego Half Marathon, Catalina Marathon, 5K, 10K. If you have the opportunity to do any of those races in the future, you must give it a go because, boy, what um, what awesome 
adventures they are. And that's really what I think race day is about, is having this athletic adventure. And I'm so grateful to be the ringleader on these great events. This coming week, I am hosting, along with Rudy Novotny, the Los Angeles, the Skechers Performance Los Angeles Marathon and the LA Big 5K. And I'll be teaching two clinics. And as much as I love the race announcing, and it's, man, that is such a fun thing for me to do. And I love it 100%, but it really means a lot to me when I can also serve as an educator um, for the runners. And so being able to teach two clinics at the uh, Skechers Performance Los Angeles Marathon Expo means a lot to me because there are people that um, those that attend will leave better than they were when they arrived. And I look forward to finding out a year later that they've lost 50 pounds and cut 50 minutes from their race time. So big stuff in my future. Um, but uh, today I want to go over some questions and answers and hopefully every one of you have already read the exact formula for weight loss. If you have not read that article, Google it. The exact formula for weight loss and fitness. Put that word in there, F-I-T-Z-N-E-S-S. It is a five-minute article that will change your life, change your weight, change the way you view food, and hopefully make a lot of sense to you. Um, so that's important. I also have a podcast on the exact formula for weight loss. So if you look back in the fitness show history, you will find those. Um, but some people say, well, Fitz, I'm sticking with the formula, but I twisted my ankle and I can't exercise and right. I'm having a hysterectomy and I can't exercise or I don't know. I have a pimple on my forehead and I can't exercise. The beauty of the formula is even if you're stuck in a hospital bed in a full blown body cast, if you stick to this formula, you will lose weight. And so 80% of your entire weight is a, is a reflection of your eating habits. And so that's what you need to focus on. I don't care what body part breaks, what body part bleeds, what body part sprains, strains, or tears. All of those things are very sad for you, but they should not inhibit your weight loss. Do you understand me? If you stick to the exact formula for weight loss, the pounds will come off. That's probably all I have to say about that. No excuses, folks. I want you to exercise. You cannot be uh, athletic. You cannot have great endurance, great strength, great flexibility, or balance without deliberate exercise. That is a fact. However, you can achieve your ideal weight without exercise based off your eating habits alone. So the exact formula for weight loss is the number one thing that you need to focus on if weight loss is your priority. Got it? That's anywhere between one pound and 1,000 pounds this formula works and even beyond. But trying to stay within reason. If you know somebody who needs to lose 1,001 pounds, you send them to me and I'll help them too. All right, so another question I got just today is, Fitz, yesterday I went, my caloric budget is 1,500, but I was under and I was 1,100 calories yesterday when I got to the end of the day and I wasn't hungry. How close do I need to get to, the bu to my budget? And so we'll, we'll use that for example. If your daily budget is 1,500 calories, and you get to nine o'clock at night and you've only had 1,100 calories, but you're not hungry and you're not craving anything and you don't feel depleted, that's fine. You can be 400 calories under sometimes. Most people will come very close to their caloric budget just because they like to eat food. It's pretty easy to get to any of your caloric budgets. I mean, for the most part, I don't know anyone who's you know, consuming less than 3,000 or more than 3,000 calories a day and that's a hell of a lot of food. So, you know, we know that if you go to a party or you go to, I don't know, whatever, 
some days you're going to go over your budget, right? Some days you're going to hit 2,000 calories. You're going to blow it in some proportion. Well, it's okay if some days you err on the other side of things. You've consumed less. And if you're trying to get to 150 pounds and 1,500 calories is your budget, but really you find that throughout your day you eat similar amount of food and it always comes out to 1,350, that's fine. That's still a hell of a lot of food. And if you're getting to the end of your day, and you feel good, and you feel satisfied, and you don't feel depleted, well then rock on. 1350 is fine. But I wouldn't nickel and dime yourself over every single day. Some days you'll go a little bit over, some days you go a little bit under, and um, you know, when you're very sick, maybe some days you'll get no calories, and that's still kind of fine. You know, it's just part of the human cycle of life. <laughs> you know, we get sick, we eat less. We get a cold, nothing tastes good or we can't taste anything, we eat less. Our throat is sore, we eat less. So um, just just be reasonable, but you don't have to be precise getting up to your caloric budget. The budget means don't consume any more than this specific amount. And if you're trying to save money and you wanted to put you know, $20 away every day, if you accidentally put 25 away on one day, would that be bad? No, that'd be good. In fact, that would get you to your weight loss goal quicker. So um, you don't have to micromanage yourself if you're a little bit under. No big deal. And folks will tell you, oh, if you're eating too little, you're starving your body. And uh, man, that's extreme. Those are extreme cases. You know, if you're a 250-pound man and you're trying to get to 200 and every day you're only eating 1,000 calories, well, that's pretty extreme. But if your caloric budget is 1,500 and you get you only eat 1,350 every day and some days you eat 1,100, that's fine. That's fine. No big deal. Okay, someone asked uh, for some clever ideas to find groups of people to train with. And so I would recommend um, using all of your social media resources. I mean, number one, it would be easy to just Google um Maybe you like, oh, we're going to stick with running because that's pretty universal. That's an easy thing. Or walking. You could search walking group in Mobile, Alabama, if that's you live. And maybe you'll get some official walking groups or running groups. Or you can get on Facebook and say, I'm looking for a running group. And you could, uh, you could just search it. Or you can ask some friends, hey, does anyone know of a really good running group? And you could say, I'm an elite runner. Man, I run so fast. I'm Stephanie Shemansky and I win all the races. Can I find some fast people to train with? And I bet someone will have a recommendation for you. And then maybe they'll say, hey, I'm a new runner and um, my knee hurts, but I still would like some friends to run with. And they'll say, yeah, we've got this group here. They meet on Wednesday morning. Everyone's a little overweight. Everyone's a little bit slow, but boy, do we have a hell of a lot of fun and we motivate each other and keep each other going. And you go, hey, that sounds like the group for me. So ask. Word of mouth is the best way to find quality services and products. I think we know that as consumers. Um, but when we're just finding a training group, you just just got to ask. There's a bunch of groups on Facebook. I know even my neighborhood, and it was mostly women-based, but the, but the girls in my neighborhood wanted to get together and walk. We actually live on hills. I told you how flat Florida is. I think I pretty much live on the only hill in Florida. Um, but the girls in my neighborhood created a private Facebook group and it's, hey, can we get together Tuesday night at 8 o'clock and everybody gets together and walks the hills or at least the people that are, that are available. The other great idea is to go take a class, you know, join a gym. The gyms often have a walking group, a running group, 
you know, maybe you like to do Pilates. You can go join classes for that. Orange Theory, there's the bar, there's CrossFit. All of those places are great um, locations to find like-minded people. So just use your resources. But for the most part, I like word of mouth. Uh, ask people, ask around, get several opinions. In fact, I think it was Jenny Misick who was looking for a new gym. And she reached out and she told me she found two and they were different in a variety of ways. I said, Jenny, listen, why don't you go and try both? You know, go to both gyms and say, hey, I'm interested. Thanks for the tour. But I'd actually like to come work out here for a week. And so gyms will give you a free week and um, you can go in and check it out and see if you like the group of people there. Do you like the facilities? Do you like the location? Is it convenient for you? Do you like the machines? It's funny. Um, the gyms I attend in at home, there's one owner of three gyms. There's a massive gym, a she-she kind of fancy Pilates yoga style gym that still has all the equipment and everything, but it just has a different vibe. And then there's a women's only gym. And they just redid the women's gym that was kind of dated. And they had machines that were incredible before. And now they've replaced the old machines with new, modern, you know, just brand new machines, but none of them fit. None of them fit me. All the other women in the gym hate the new equipment. It's awful. And they're also kind of too tricky. There's lots of pins and it's just a pain in the can. And so I love going to that women's gym. It's easy. It's comfortable. I'm also very confident in the big gym full of men and big, big heavy weights. That, of course, suits me just fine too. But I really just kind of like the vibe of the women's center. But I don't go there anymore because the hamstring curl doesn't fit me right. The leg press doesn't fit me right. And I'm a very average-sized woman, and I'm very capable in the gym, so I can only imagine what a nightmare it is for the other women in the gym. If, if it's not good for me, it's probably not good for them. But yeah, try those things out. Go in, test out the equipment, see what feels good, who you like. Maybe there's a series of class you like better at one gym over the other, but um, it's just kind of test things out. And don't be afraid to test out a running group just because someone has says yes our local running store has a running group and maybe you show up to try it if you don't like it you don't have to go back don't feel obligated you're not cast out of all running groups if you try one and it doesn't make feel like a good fit you're you're welcome to shop around okay so the next one is someone asked for good ideas on celebrating milestones so um i would suggest first and foremost Lean on non-food celebrations. So, you know, you'll lose 20 pounds. You're going to go pig out at the, at the pizza buffet with cheesecake. Not a good idea. It's just not, ugh, it's just not a great way to reinforce the quality decisions you've made for so long to accomplish so much. And so shopping is always a great idea when you've um, slim down or created new hard muscular curves because you've been strength training. I think that's a great way to reward yourself. And um, since it's a physical thing we're doing, to reward yourself physically with something that makes you look good and feel good and feel confident and proud, that's a really, really nice um, celebratory move. I think that's a good, good way to um, to to reward yourself. Then you could also go for a massage, get a manicure, pedicure. You could go jet skiing. I mean, I, as often as possible, given the opportunity, if someone is going to offer me an opportunity to celebrate my birthday or a holiday 
or anything else in the world, I lean on athletic adventure. So water sports are my number one choice always. Um, and then that goes back to the Florida thing, but I love water skiing. I love wakeboarding. I love jet skiing. I love paddle boarding. Um, I'll even take a lazy ride down the river on a tube, but being outdoors and, and finding laughter and adventure, that is my reward in almost every case. I, I, I'm terrible to shop for. So if you're trying to buy me a present, I would say, <laughs> I would still say, get me socks. I want those Swiftwick no-show socks. I, I'm boring. I like functional things. And for the most part, like most adults, if I want something, I get it. Um, so I'm terrible to shop for, but I'm a hell of a lot of fun to celebrate with. So if you're going to spend my birthday with me, you're going to have some wind blowing through your hair. And so do that, you know, go to the batting cages, maybe you do girls night out, non-eating, you go do painting at the twisted painting place or whatever. Don't bring the wine, bring a Diet Coke or an unsweet tea and, you know, celebrate your healthy habits with more healthy habits. That's really where I'm getting with this thing is um, we don't celebrate, you know, having one year sober of alcohol by going on a binger and chugging 60 beers you know it just doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense and you're better than that and we talk about having high standards a lot and this is where you have a high standard you know celebrate in a way that makes you proud that reinforces all the work you've done and um you know uh i don't know makes you want to aim higher the next time even higher so celebrate those milestones wisely and and do them in a way that brings a big smile to your face. All right, someone asked me, what do you think most successful people have in common? And um, I would say purpose, number one. You know, we know what we want. And I, I, I would put myself in a successful person category. I don't live in a massive mansion, although I do call my house the Kohler Mansion. It is not officially a mansion, but I live with purpose. I always have something definitive I'm trying to accomplish. I'm extremely passionate about my work. Um, and so I'm, I'm thinking success and work. You could also be successful with your weight loss or your fitness efforts, but you got to have a purpose. You got to know what you're trying to accomplish. You got to be passionate about it. So professionally, boy, am I very passionate about what I do. I love what I do and it makes me very happy. But I was also very purposeful and passionate about kickboxing. And so many of you are that way about running or Zumba or Pilates or yoga and of course, Robert Schultz is very passionate about face yoga, which I, I appreciate, and bacon. Um, but purpose, passion, drive. You know, you have to be a person that gets up in the morning, and when, you're, when your feet hit the ground, what do they say? The devil says, oh shit, she's up. That's how I feel. When I wake up and I have something to accomplish, you know, if you're not with me, you better get the hell out of my way. And so that's... The mission you need to be on with fitness is you need to know that you are going to <clears throat> you are going to get your XYZ cardio strength balance flexibility in that day. You've got a mission, you're gonna make it happen. You I don't care if you're going to your aunt's brother's daughter's graduation party, you are not eating crap for dinner. And if that is your purpose and you're passionate about staying fit, you're gonna make other accommodations. So purpose, passion, drive, I think a no excuses mentality is the, one of the only things between us and them. There's successful people and then there's failures and the failures made excuses. And the worst thing I ever hear is when people go, oh, but I tried. Who 
cares if you tried? Either you did or you did not. That's the only thing I'm hearing. When you say I tried, basically you told me I failed. And yes, I have that conversation with my children. If they tell me I tried to get my homework last, done last night, if they did not get their homework done last night, they failed, they blew it, they earned their zero. They earned their 30%, they earned their F, and that's what we're going with. And so excuses, don't make any. You, you may make an explanation after the fact if that's what you want to do. I don't know if I want to hear it or anybody else does. But excuses, man, successful people do not make them. And then you have to have a relentless pursuit of that passion of yours. And so, you know, I use, uh, you know, I was, I was that girl with fitness and I finally lost the 45 pounds I wanted to strip off my body. But I, I you know, I, I view success in my profession as the thing that drives me because that's all about you. And I care so much and I want so many of you. I want everyone in the world to understand the exact formula for weight loss and why they should be exercising. And I want to give everybody in the world the plan. But, um, you know, people tell me no sometimes. And I know that's hard to believe because I'm such a pain in the can. And, and <laughs> people tell me no. And um, I've got this little hat. There's, a, I believe, a Marvel comic character called Juggernaut. And he has this helmet, and he, put, he wears it, and he crashes through brick walls. And so when people get in my way, I put on my Juggernaut helmet, and I just keep banging my head on the wall until I break it down. Um, it just is what it is. And so I could go on telling you all the ways people have told me no and rejected me, and they're probably not worth my energy or... Uh, they're just not worth the time. But I tell you what, I have been rejected. I have been kicked in the teeth and I don't care. I don't care. They, they're, their legs going to get tired. That's what's going to happen. You keep trying to kick me in the teeth. Your legs going to get awfully tired before I do. So um, that I think is what makes a successful person. Do you have purpose? Do you have passion? Do you have drive? Do you or don't you make excuses? Are you relentless? You know, and relentless people tend to get what they want or die trying. And I'm, I'd be happy and I'd be happy to die in the in the die working for it category any day. And so, you know, who do you want to be? I ask this question a lot. What are you here for? Why did you tune into my podcast? You know, if you're one of my hotties from the Hottie Body Fitness Challenge on Facebook group, why are you there? You know, if you're Motive is to live better, live longer in a body that you're crazy about. Then you need to get to work. That's what you do. You just need to get to work. And that's your passion. And there's, I don't care if you're a parent, because I'm a parent. I don't care if you got a job, because I got a job. I don't care if you travel for work, because I travel for work. There's all of these obstacles that so many of us figure out a way around. And so that's your job. You become the hurdler of obstacles. You become juggernaut. You put that damn helmet on. I'm going to share that with you. And when your kids get in your way and they're sick at home, you know what? Cuddle on the couch with them. And when they fall asleep, you get on the floor while they're sleeping on the couch and you do your push-ups and you do your planks and you do your tricep dips and you do your angry ups and you get it done. Does that make sense? I think it makes a whole hell of a lot of sense. Um, you know, part of my uh, Hottie Body Fitness Challenge group. And mind you, if you haven't joined that, if you haven't heard of it, 
I would love to have you. It's a, it's a group where I've, you know, I lead by the exact formula for weight loss, but then I provide a well-rounded monthly calendar full of daily workouts, both cardio, uh, strength training, some flexibility and balance work is always built in. And I get you to go where you want to go. And, um, some of the workouts are designed to be doable at any level. And so there's a chest and a back workout. And I say, go ahead and use one pound dumbbell or 100 pound dumbbells. That's up to you. Use bands, use tubes. There's a whole bunch of options for that. So that's, that's the type of exercise that anybody can do at any fitness level because you are choosing your resistance. However, there are some more tricky exercises like the angry up where you go straight from lying on your back you bring your arms straight up in the air, and then you stand up without putting your hands on the ground. And then you lie back down without putting your hands on the ground. And that's a really tough move. And I created it because I thought it would challenge your entire body. And I read a study once that said people's ability to get off the ground without using their hand is a great predictor of longevity. And so if I can get you all to do angry ups comfortably, that's a good indicator that I've helped increase your, your life and hopefully the quality of your life as well. But that's a really tough exercise. And so on a daily basis, we get tons of feedback on the hottie page. And some folks will say, hey, I completed today's workout. Yay for me. And then I got a lot of, oh, those dang angry ups. I still can't do one and I'm hoping to do it. And that's by design. I want you to have things that make you struggle, that make you fight, that allow you um to feel like a champion when you have conquered those. And you know what? For some people, when they get one angry up, it is going to be all they brag about for the next week. Just kind of like I'm bragging about that uh, second place medal. There's going to be a lot of you that when you do one angry up, you tell everybody until they get sick of it, right? Until they start telling you to shut up. But then after that, you got to figure out a way to do 10 angry ups in a row. And so we're going we're gonna to keep raising the bar, and that's, that's life, that's fitness. I always want you to do more. But I would love to have you all join the Hottie Body Fitness Challenge. It's um, my way of taking care of a massive group of people at a time. And what I like is they take care of each other. And so much like all of us, um, some, some of my days are just hellaciously busy between work and children and more work, and maybe my own workout, that I don't get around to interacting with everybody throughout the day. But when I get back to my computer at night, and there's 142 messages or notifications, I can see that the hotties in my group have reached out to answer questions for the other hotties, or they've offered support and congratulations. And that really means a lot to, lot to me, because uh, we've built a community of wonderful people. And there was just a look like a little bit of controversy, but uh, a couple of the hotties had mentioned, I guess everybody was kind of getting crazy with this particular brand of ice cream that's really low calorie. And everyone was so excited. And, and mind you, so excited about this low-cal ice cream. But this is a group that also says, hey, I have found riced cauliflower seasoned with something. It's by bird's eye. Everybody go. And then I see you know, 20 people taking pictures of their new bags of riced cauliflower. And um, Melissa Stefano just put a recipe for banana pancakes. And within about 20 minutes, four other people had made banana pancakes. It was crazy. And so uh, everyone's equally gaga over some really healthy, genuinely nutritious, produce-based food. But then, you know, I, I started seeing this ice cream brand pop up, and I haven't engaged much with it. But then I, uh, one of the hotties said, hey, you know what? 
I think we're getting a little out of hand with the ice cream. And I think, you know, some of us are eating it for dinner because it's low calorie. And let's, let's reevaluate because, you know, it's low calorie, but it's still ice cream. And he was dead on. It's still ice cream. And, you know, we are not just eating for the caloric budget. We also have to eat for nutrition. And I thought it was a really, really bright comment to make. And another hottie kind of got upset and said, well, some of us have eating disorders and da-da-da. And you know what? I used to have an eating disorder. It is what it is. But it's okay to point it out. It's okay to say, hey, you know what? This is not so healthy. We've been a little bit enthusiastic in the wrong direction here. Just make note. And again, with the exact formula for weight loss, no foods are off limits. Nothing. Nothing at all. You can have a day where you eat lots of produce and lean meat and whole grains, and then you have some fried pig knuckles. Blah. Gross and disgusting. But if that's your choice on your unhealthy you know, little rationing and it fits in your budget, great. You could have a beer if it fits in your budget. You, like me, could have some milk chocolate and it could fit into your budget. But I thought this was a really um, shrewd observation and he said it in a very nice way. And, you know, one of the other hotties got a little, little, the feathers ruffled from it, but, you know, that's okay. Because you know what? Nobody, nobody shows up at a fitness party and that's my particular brand. Nobody's coming up to fitness because they don't want a kick in the can. I'm, I'm nice and I think you guys know my heart's in the right place, but I am certainly one to tell you when dumb is dumb. Um, I, I'm abrasive. Golly, am I abrasive, right? I mean, don't you think that I'm abrasive? I do. <laughs> I'm going to go look in the mirror and say, you abrasive lady. But uh, it's important for us to call each other out. And so I saw that interaction online. I didn't really engage much, but I like the way they took care of each other and they resolved the issues like nice grown-ups do. Um, but don't be sensitive. Don't be hypersensitive. That's really what the deal is. Is You know what? If you're married and your husband's a jerk, go ahead and be a little sensitive. Cry. Get get what you, I don't know. What's he going to bring you flowers the next day? You're going to have a little romance. If your wife's kind of mean, maybe you could get her to give you a little extra romance. I don't know. I don't know. There's options there within a romantic couple. But with a, a group that's working off science and success, I think it, I think it's certainly a good idea to keep each other in check. And so I, I really actually liked the way all of that played out. And I'm proud of this group of the most wonderful people on the planet. So anyways, I've had a lot to say, apparently. I'm sorry for the delay in the podcast publishing. But again, it's been, um, <laughs> it's been a very talky week and I have a very talky weekend ahead. I am so excited to host the Skechers Performance Los Angeles Marathon this weekend. It's the fourth largest race in the country, I believe. And um, wow, it's an honor. It's an honor to have such a large role in taking care of the runners. So looking forward to that. My final question came from the one and only Robert Schultz. And he said, how many hours of face yoga should I do a day? Well, face yoga. That's when you make a bunch of extreme faces with your face, right? Faces with your face. Um, and I'm not sure what the intention of doing that is. I think, yeah, yeah, it was a stupid trend we discussed in our tr stupid trend, um, exercise trend segment that we like to get rid of. But I got to tell you, I am now a crossover and I appreciate face yoga. And I like it when people take pictures of uh, selfies doing face yoga with their mouth stretched open very far and their eyes bugged out or 
any sort of strange, stretchy face works for me. So Robert Schultz, what I'm going to tell you is there is no limit to the amount of face yoga you should be doing, especially if you're catching it on film and you're sharing it with me. So face yoga, your face off, and um, I will be forever grateful. So thank you for listening to me. I'm so happy to be back with you. Uh, don't forget to follow me at Fitness on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. Engage with me. If you like this podcast, hit like, hit share, tell your friends. And um, I'm excited to come back with some cool guests in the very neat, in the very neat, near future. And get to work. Bye, everybody. Hi, this is Rudy Novotny, the voice of America's Marathons. We all love how much running has benefited every aspect of our lives, so much so that most of us only wish we'd started sooner. Wouldn't it be wonderful to gift the opportunity to children of today? Well, you can. The Morning Mile is a before-school walking and running program that gives children a chance to start each day in an active way while enjoying fun, music, and friends. That's every child, every day. It's also supported by a wonderful system of rewards, which keeps students highly motivated and frequently congratulated. Created by our favorite fitness expert, Fitz Kohler, morning milers across the country have run over 2 million miles and are having greater success with academics, behavior, and sports because of it. The morning mile is free to the child, free to the school, and is inexpensively funded by businesses or generous individuals. Help more kids get moving in the morning by visiting morningmile.com. Champion the program at your favorite school or find out more about sponsorship opportunities. That's morningmile.com. Long may you run.